Welcome to Do the Right Thing, your weekly writing prompt podcast. I'm Alexandra. And I'm Jarvis. Jarvis and I were aspiring writers with one simple common problem. We never actually took the time to sit down and write. Exactly. So to solve this issue, we're issuing a challenge. Each week you sit down for 30 minutes to write a complete short story using three or four randomly generated words. And then we come on the podcast, we read a story, we talk about what we learned in writing it, and then we talk about the rest of the story sent in by you wonderful listeners. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mundo. We're simply here to help you do the right thing. A doof, a doof media, produ- media you gotta say production. That part too. You gotta say doof media production with us. Uh, <laughs> I was not prepared. Well, everyone say hi to Sebastian. Uh, Sebastian is, is my co-host on... <laughs> Stop! Don't do that. That's disrespectful. Um, <laughs> yes. We were talking a lot before, and so we got the giggles a little bit. I also wanted to let everyone know that while I do the intro, just a quick reminder that I, I do gang signs the whole way, the whole way through. You know, the- that's cultural appropriation. <laughs> yeah, no, which is why it's audio only. I just I do it for myself. Mm-hmm. You know. It's just, uh, yeah, yeah. It, they are the actual gang signs, though. Like, I'm talking like niche. I'm talking like, like not, you know, Ooh. not L.A., not New York, you know, not any big city. I'm talking like downtown. Um, fuck, what's a small town? El Paso. Um, you mm. know, the the yeah, I do my research, you know. Anyway, Sebastian's here um, from our other podcast that just started, The View from Halfway Down. It's about Bojack Horseman. And Sebastian's a great co-host. And actually, I'm more the co-host. You're more the real host because it's your podcast. Uh, yep. And now you're on yep. my podcast. <laughs> and, and why are you here? What are you doing? What's up? Oh, I, I don't know. I was just spawned here. <laughs> it's the, like little <laughs> little like bubble pop noise as you just pop down. Yeah. Um. Congrats. I'm glad that you're here. Um. Yeah. We're yeah, gonna be reading one of your stories, and you did the right mm-hmm. thing, and I'm happy about that. You stayed up all night and kept me all all I night. Did. Also, I'm very tired. Not in a in a you know what way, but just in a in a you were writing <laughs> and you were waiting, and I was waiting for you to get done. Oh, I didn't know oh, that. I thought that you were just way. playing video games. I was, if by playing video games you mean. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't mean that at all. What? Mm. what? You're a pervert. What? Why? Why would you say that? I was reading. <laughs> <laughs> Only perverts Erotica. read. Anyway, um, I'm sorry. This is bad. We were talking oh. about cum a lot right before the the show. A lot of cum. <laughs> a yeah. lot of cum talk. <laughs> We might. May in or, fact, we were we were really thinking about trying to uh, re rename this Comtown USA. <laughs> yeah, but that might be. <laughs> but it's already copyrighted. Right, it's copyrighted. So, yeah. so um, yeah, we're actually here to promote the other podcast, our sister podcast, Comtown, uh, which is it's mm-hmm. a it's a political podcast, not on the Doof Network, but soon to join. That's not true. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, we could do the actual show. That's fine. If if you guys are okay we with could. that, yeah, we could do that. Uh, Sebastian. Yeah, we probably should. We, oh, should, should we, that. Sebastian? Is that yes. what you? Is that the idea you're bringing to the table that we should start the podcast? Yes. Anyway, it was, yeah. would be really great if someone said that a couple seconds ago, and you could have just like agreed with this person, hypothetically speaking. I wish that I could hang up. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were to say hang you. 
paying. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, I think that we need to that step be down from the conversation though. we were having before this because I think that we're still at that extremity. I think I of, like this like, extremity. Uh, explicit. I like it's my it's my third favorite extremity, right after my ears and my toes. Ha ha ha. Mm. Okay. <laughs> um. So, Ash, you you wrote a story. How how was the um act of doing the right thing? This is the second time that you've um that you've done this challenge. Yeah. Mm. Um. I was definitely having some writer's block. Uh. Yesterday, I had been up since pretty early because I had worked. So. Um. But you know, I I liked that I had a deadline. It made me finish it, and I stayed up. Uh, way later than I have in ages, but I created something that I at least I'm okay with mm-hmm. and I'm happy to be creating something. So I'm, I think that it went really well. Good. That's exactly yeah. what we're hoping for with Do the Right Thing. Um, yeah. With the writer's block, how did you handle that with a timer? Um, so I guess at a certain point, um, and I know like we've actually just talked about this um, on our own before too, but just like um i think realizing that trying to be a perfectionist like sentence by sentence just does not work well especially in a time constraint so i just had to force myself to just start writing down anything that came to mind even if initially i thought that it was really dumb and garbage then... as we say on the show yeah ah okay i like that but yeah i was just like writing out all that stuff and then eventually things kind of started to fall together mm-hmm. um and yeah, I think that the time constraint um, kind of forced that to, to happen. I'm glad that that helped. Um, I'm glad to have you on the show, too. You did a, a story a bit ago, too, I think, right? I forget what it was yeah, about. Yeah, the one about the wow, plant. The what? It was a plant. A, a plant? Um, yeah. Okay. It was a story about plant. It was like the plant that uh, lived with like a couple. Mm, I remember this story. I, I don't have... <laughs> It's in wow. there. It's it's in there. I just like wow. that's messed up. I I I don't Some have friend you are. I don't have an index in my head. I just have to flip through the pages and hope that I find it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's. I mean, to be mm. fair, you do read a lot of I stories, do. so I, it is I read so fine, many stories. Yeah. I'm just so busy, and I got I have so many words in my head. Mm. You know, and there's just so many people <laughs> to keep track of, and I just yeah. I'm You're sorry. so popular. I am you so have popular. so many friends. Yeah. There's just. I I got hey hey don't put don't put out wounds what's what's that don't don't put out wounds (laughs) (laughs) okay too personal too personal yeah yeah as soon as you mentioned friends my hackles raised Mm. fucking hair on my head all stood up straight it looked like einstein um okay do you want to you want to read your story and then we can talk about it oh is that the first thing that we're gonna do um yeah what else would we do Oh, uh, we could play I don't like know patty how cake. I feel about kind of hard through it. an audio, but we yeah, could do that. We uh, come on the podcast. You read your story. We, don't we roast come you, on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> children, actual children. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> maybe you don't. I'm but. tired. Oh my god! Sebastian kept me up. With with you know I'm what sorry. with me waiting for them to finish <laughs> writing. Um, so what what were we talking about? I'm tired. I'm sorry. <laughs> Reading, yeah, Sebastian. That's a story. great idea, Sebastian. Do you want to read it? Or do you want me to read it? I I think I'd rather you read it. Every time I try to read aloud, oh. I get like 
really my voice like cannot keep up with my eyes like i can't i don't mm, know i get, I get slow down your eyes it. you're so right oh wow. just just a pro tip from okay from yeah. one reader to another reader mm. i'm the reader and you're the other one Oh, thank you for specifying. I just want to make that clear because it's clear that you have some <laughs> trouble with with reading, and so I just want to make sure that that didn't oh, wow. <laughs> translate. <laughs> I'll um I'll read your story. Uh, what's the title? Oh, I didn't make a title. Give it a title. I forgot about that. Right. You don't have to. Of right now. Yeah, give it a title. Um, the first word that comes to my mind is illuminated. Okay. Mm. So maybe that. <clears throat> Um, Jarvis, I sent you the um the thing. Who are you? I sent you the story, so you can read along. And that and that deals with, with me. How? <laughs> I'm gonna vomit on the microphone out of protest. <laughs> You're gonna be vomiting. Jarvis is gonna be coming. I'll be crying. Yeah. So many fluids. So many. Not enough though, mm. if you ask me. Yeah. We need Pete. <laughs> Thank you for saying it like that. We need, we need a little bit of Pete. You're right. A little, a little, a little bit. Yeah. I just want to reiterate the fact that I'm never going to be employed again. By a, little, a little bit of, of Pete really would really make this. I just... Yeah. Hey, a, a little Pete goes a long way. Yeah, that's what my mom always used to say. A little, little Pete helps the medicine go down. <laughs> we can't post I, I, <laughs> the whole podcast ruined. this is my fault I'm, I'm kind of sorry but I'm not really and um, I want to apologize to my mom <laughs> yeah your mom didn't deserve you're that right. slander you're right mm-hmm. um, okay I'm going to start reading I'm going to try not to laugh while I read your story yeah Please don't laugh while reading my story. I'm gonna laugh at it's how bad funny. it is. I'm gonna go ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> that is the worst noise I've ever heard you make. Oh, oh have, baby! Oh, have baby. y'all seen back, back, back to the barnyard? Yeah, yeah. That's yep. There you go. Uh, yeah, I forgot what I was like referencing. You're welcome. Yeah, exactly. That's classic. <laughs> classic, bro. Um, I can read your your story. Um, oh, okay. Oh, oh, is that <laughs> was that also? Um, was that cultural slur, appropriation? Yes. Mm-hmm. Damn, it's brother to you. Wait, isn't that even more okay? Well, I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm. Okay, just gonna well, read wait, it. huh? Didn't we stop? Wait, so yep. the uh, mm-hmm. accusation about uh, cultural appropriation. Right? I think you're you were immune to that, right? Because of your mom. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Um, okay. You are so you, you are can... also a POC. Wait, okay, okay. Yeah, so you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna read. Mm-hmm. Um most of that stuff I did plan to cut, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> so this is illuminated by Sebastian. A large, absurdly black room, the deepest black imaginable, an evil shade of darkness. Looking around, the only visible objects are some indistinguishable shapes that appear to harbor slightly less darkness than the rest of the space around it. 
It feels hot. No, no. It feels humid. So, so humid. The room is impossible to navigate due to the humidity. Humidity makes my head feel heavy and fuzzy. It creates a vision lag where my sight refuses to keep up with my ever-so-cautious movements. And of course, of course, the voices always come when I can't take it. They whisper and click and squeak into my ears. What are they saying? I don't care what they're saying. I don't remember coming here. How did I get here? Through the drains? Huh? A light blue light illuminates a small amount of space across the room, some distance away. Drawn to the glowing object, I carefully walk toward it, like a shrimp to an anglerfish. It looks like... It looks like... An aquarium. Habits and quirks often fade throughout childhood and leave us by the time we enter the adult world. Although, some of these habits have a funny way of sticking around too long. Everything boils down to childhood, usually in ways I struggle to find proper explanations for. These quirks are vastly different from one individual to the other, esoterically different. The world always felt frustratingly confusing to me. Isolated from real people, real places, and real experiences within modern-day society, I melded together all the different pieces of the world I collected and formed my own concept of what things look like out there. I accumulated these questionable chunks of reality from various sources, like stories from people I remember very little of now, or from the limited amount of TV shows my parents allowed me to view. Maybe I drew assumptions on my own thoughts, my imagination. I frequently do this. I take a small piece of information, true or not, and snowball this idea until it takes on an unrecognizable form. I believe these delusions fully. I imagined the world in the way I wanted it so badly to be. I fully believe this concept to be true. The aquarium is filled almost to the top. The tank is the size of a small coffee table or a large dog. No corner of the habitat sits hidden from the outside. The frameless exterior allows not for secrecy or privacy. A horde of clownfish swarm the illuminated salt water, carelessly bumping into one another and swimming toward no possible final destination. The water looks crowded. Why are they here? I feel so much. So bad. My chest feels like it holds a bowling ball within the bounds of my ribcage, scratching and cracking my bones while I try to keep it steady. With age, of course, we gain a stronger ability to see things for the way they are. Innocence infected, blah blah blah. Everything sucks, blah blah blah. Okay, sure. Yes. Pity party summoned for today's youth that everyone gather around and listen to another 20-year-old sulk about the so-called struggles of growing up in the 21st century. I know it can't just be me. Everyone feels this hopelessness, no matter how far they've dug themselves into the deep, wet soil of denial. 
We must keep digging to keep on. We must hide amongst the worms and breathe in the mud until the surface feels light years away, a painful memory. Some aspect of this almost comically mundane fish tank pulls me in with a tight grip. I fervently lean against the aquarium, pressing my face against the glass. All I see are the clownfish, up close and big, as if the fish are the same size. I feel like one of them. I feel like I'm swimming amongst the brainless, stylishly patterned fish through the crystal blue water. The surrounding world disappears. Immersed in this new dimension, this new mode of consciousness, I feel an unbelievably relieving weightlessness from the sensation of being held by the cool salt water. Dozens of fish brush against me while their hosts quickly swim over my scaly body. They are my friends. Finally. Safe. To this day, despite the time passing me by quickly and beautifully like snowflakes on a dark, windy morning, I still feel entranced upon seeing that illuminated glass cube full of fish. Something pulls me in. My brain battles my inner child. It tells my body no. It tells my body to control itself. My body never listens. Something deeply internal takes over and moves my muscles toward that cube. I'm completely hypnotized by it. I see everything within the water. I never want to leave. When I die, I want to be a clownfish. Well, all right. So this is a wonderful, wonderful story. Um, not only is the description really on point here when it comes to uh, describing this otherworldly um, scene, but I really love a lot of the metaphors within here, like the bowling ball in the, uh, in the chest and swimming through an ocean of, of possibilities. So I think that the prose in the story is fantastic, uh, Sebastian. And uh, I'll say my main question is sort of, what brought you to this 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 story? Um, well, the so the scene kind of in like the dark room with the illuminated fish tank actually came from a dream that I had. Um, mm. And in this dream, I, I won't talk too much about it because I think it would take a while. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I like went to hell. Okay, good. Um, nice. Yeah. Solid. Yeah, because I've actually been there a couple times mm. in my dreams. So. Um, mm. But yeah, I don't know. It's like just a really, it's just like always so weirdly quiet there and just so dark. And there's that like fish tank <laughs> thing. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's uh, in a literal sense, it's all kind of true. I really like to look into aquariums and like I like to put my hands kind of to the sides of my face so I can't see anything around me. And I just feel like I'm like in the tank with mm. them. And it makes me feel really good and happy and stuff. And I don't know. Uh, I was just kind of writing about that. And I wrote different pieces of this in a really weird order. And then they kind of all formed a shape over time. Mm. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's What's interesting about this is that it's um, it's more of like a poetic piece, I suppose, of 
not so much like a story with a plot to to finish or or anything like that but more about the image and the the feeling and sort of this metaphor um that you're you're building up um which i i don't you know it's not like i i i put it like a one-to-one to anything but i don't think that's really how we should look at stories like this right mm-hmm. um i think there's a lot of things to um a lot of ways that we can uh look at this um i do very much like the the image of the um aquarium and sort of that as like a light in mm-hmm. the darkness but also kind of um that it is childish in some ways that these fish are like brainless mm-hmm. um <laughs> yeah. and i mean they're they're clownfish so they like they look good but like they're also clownfish right <laughs> um and they they look good in in similar ways um and sort of just like a delusion that you put on yourself to like be like one of them because it's happier uh because they're your, your mm. friends and fit in more and it's simpler you can see everything mm. in there but it's also clearly like not i don't know a real thing because yeah. <laughs> it's it's just a fish tank and you're not actually a fish um and you can't go anywhere yeah mm-hmm. yeah Stuff. Um, yeah, with, within this story, it was definitely, at, at least in uh, my reading, the, the craft in this um, far supersedes the actual plot of, of like what is happening. Uh, and I do love the themes that are, that are happening within this. I got a theme of wanting, um, especially towards the beginning, coupled with, you know, the sort of eerie-esque um, description of what is happening around this this main character. So... Overall, this scene definitely like gives us a lot of senses to work off of, mm-hmm. um, and really establishes a really great tone. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I will say uh, something kind of funny. Whenever I was writing it, I was listening to um, it, it again. It was like three a.m. and I was listening mm-hmm. to a playlist on Spotify that's like uh, it was called Liminal Spaces, mm-hmm. and it's just like all those weird uh, like dream core song so that with the mixture of it being like three in the morning i woke up and like read what i wrote and i was like what the fuck mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no it was really fun i enjoyed writing mm-hmm. it a lot yeah um, um oh, no go ahead jarvis oh well well uh i just had a question about um when it came to writing this i i know i know you said that the time limit was a hindrance but also helped you to really get these ideas out so i was just wondering like what other challenges did you run into while creating this story? Um, well, I mean, I know I had to, uh, me and Alex actually talked on the phone um, about some issues that I was having with uh, passive voice. I discovered mm. that uh, my English teacher taught me completely incorrectly, um, and I had a completely false idea of uh, just what passive voice was. Mm. Um, so I had to go through and like revise that. Uh, in the morning and I think I also um, I guess I was also worried that maybe what I was saying not where like I thought it was I guess too like uh, you know deep and meaningful or or whatever some stupid stuff like that like I I didn't think that it would be like too meaningful for people to understand I guess I was just worried that maybe it was complete gibberish Mm -hmm. Mm. Um, and I was worried about it not being like universally like readable I suppose well, I don't think it's it's gibberish. I think it's one of those things where it's like clearly that the meaning is is pretty close to the author, and you're supposed to kind of 
um, you bring your own meaning to it too. Um, and so even mm-hmm. though, like, I don't know, I, I, not every single thing in there is something that I have a direct connection to, but like, that's fine. And I think most stories that we read are like that. Um, and yeah, you just kind of, you, I don't know, it, it helps you reflect on things. I did want to ask, so there's, there's stuff in here, or there's a lot in here that, uh, I, knowing you, I know that it, it, it comes from like personal experience and stuff. Um, uh, so do you want to talk about like how, like your own personal experience affected you writing the, this piece? Uh, sure. Yeah. So, so yeah, I guess in the first part, um, I think, uh, one thing, whenever I saw the fish tank, the voices went away. Mm -hmm. Um, but in the first part, whenever they were still there, uh, yeah, I mean, I have like, it's not a, I don't know if it, if I would call it like a severe case of schizophrenia, but it's, I guess, a form of schizophrenia. Um, and I honestly don't really write about it much, mm-hmm. like at all. Um, and I felt like since this was so much of like an internal thing and just a lot of feelings that I was writing about, that that would be like a relevant piece to add i guess to fully encompass all the mm-hmm. all the factors uh, leading to to my emotions and stuff and then there were also you know the parts about uh having to create my own concept of what the world looks like because i was not allowed to see the outside world for like i don't even know how many years like uh five or six years mm-hmm. or something like that <laughs> because you um, well, what was the reason for you not, oh, for those who don't know? Of my, yeah. Because of my parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just crazy. <laughs> okay, uh, good. Crazy mm. people. They're just, they're just crazy. Nice and simple. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, just being really suddenly thrown into things because, you know, I wanted to leave. So I left earlier than most people do. I left home and it was like just a huge culture shock like mm-hmm. nothing was what i thought it was at all that's really and interesting i i yeah a lot of those things i hadn't uh considered you mention them every now and then and i'm always um very interested i almost said amused but that seems crass <laughs> um, but it's amusing yes your, your, um, your struggles your struggles and your your um the, the dearth of en- entertaining things in your childhood quite <laughs> It tickles, it tickles me. me yeah no um yeah no there's i mean there's a, a bunch of things i mean it goes from minor things to not even like watching uh like the the common cultural things like spongebob that comes off it comes up often enough um but there's mm. other things too i guess and i i guess i'm not uh, as aware of what those some of those wider things might be um that like affected i don't know you getting a, a bigger experience of the world i guess yeah, I mean, I think the the biggest factor was just that I wasn't allowed to go to school, mm. um, and my sisters are both <laughs> right. At, yeah, <laughs> you you can't yeah. learn shit. Yeah, it. Uh, I I finally got to go to school in eleventh mm. grade, um, and that I did really poorly. I was trying really hard. Like once mm. I got to senior year, uh, my grades were already way better and I was really trying but at first it was really hard and I think that my transcript suffered a lot from that mm-hmm. um literally I had a teacher pull me aside like she made me stay after class and she literally asked like I kid you not she sat me down and she said 
where did you come from? Oh, oh my god. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> well, I mean, valid, valid. Yeah, it's, it sounds harsh, but probably necessary, right? Yeah. I mean, I had she had to put me in like a freshman like math class because right. I couldn't. Mm. I just like literally didn't even have uh, the beginnings of like like even that freshman math class. Like I passed it barely. Mm. I think I passed it with like a D or something. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Just being thrown into that because I mean, my parent. I think that their plan was to try to homeschool me, but my two sisters are uh like special needs um Mm. and i was also just really anxious around my parents so i wouldn't really be like around them i would kind of like hide from them a lot so um they were usually kind of busy with them so i didn't really do school right a really long time well yeah that sounds really really hard i'm glad that you're i don't know putting that in a in a story and sort of reflecting Mm -hmm. on it and that makes a lot more sense yeah being in that dark room um (laughs) <laughs> and not really uh, seeing the whole outside. But then once you see it, it kind of seems fake. It's kind of what I'm understanding from the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, not to get all hashtag f- philosophy, but like there is this, that that's a common theme in a lot of um, like postmodern philosophers and stuff. I, I know I've mentioned it a couple of mm-hmm. times because he's fucking impossible to read. But uh, John Bollard and his um, simulation and simulacra or whatever the title mm, is we're actually reading oh, that oh yeah what, what class uh it's in the uh it's modern rhetoric the history of modern rhetoric really so we're going huh. over him and and saw and solder wait what who's your pro- um, who's your prof uh matthew hurd oh never mind okay well we we yeah, only have a couple of rhetoric uh professors in at, at unt and i was excited because i i like the the two that i had um anyway um <laughs> <laughs> but um uh, remind me to send you a thing to, to help read it, Jarvis, because I could not fucking understand it until I, I had, like, some um, stuff to help me, like, supplemental okay. material. Yeah. Anyway, um, the reason I bring it up is because this whole thing is that, like, um, our, like, current reality is not at all representative of reality. Like, the, the what we interact with in the mm. world are just, like, concept that concepts that are built off of concepts that are built off of concepts that are kind of built off of nothing they're built off of like reflections of things like mm-hmm. the fact that like a like a gummy bear is like a thing right um and it's supposed to like look like a bear right or i don't know make you think of a bear or whatever and then they have like gummy bear flavored ice cream or whatever right and at that point it's mm-hmm. like i i guess it's, that that's not as good as like um Something that's not just evoking the shape, but like it's supposed to evoke the the flavor, like um, st- just strawberry gummies or whatever, right? That are like in the shape of a strawberry, mm-hmm. right? And then something gets based off of that flavor, and it's called strawberry, but it's not actually supposed to be mimicking strawberries at all. It's supposed to be mimicking strawberry gummies, which are nothing at all related to strawberries, right? Strawberries, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> this is why it gets hard to understand. It's because you have to use these twisted metaphors. But the point is that like. <laughs> that like the world that we live in is um as false as any kind of fiction and it kind of doesn't make any sense and so um i don't know i mm. guess i'm reflecting that with like you coming to the the fish tank and seeing it as a fish tank and like 
it's kind of silly and dumb, but like everyone in there is kind of seems like they know what they're doing, even though they're not actually doing anything. Um, yeah. And yeah, it just makes me uh, think of that a lot, the sort of false reality that we're mm-hmm. living in, but you kind of have to live in it to function and perhaps be happy. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that we talked about that um, a bit on, on our other show too. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. It seems like a, a relevant theme for this year so far. Oh, yeah. The, the collapsing <laughs> falseness of reality. Well, hey, uh, yes. there was a new Matrix movie. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. And the Matrix is based off of John Bellard stuff. So, um, yes, it is. Yeah. All the false You don't need to see the stuff. new Matrix movie. But I heard it was okay. So, well. I heard. I saw it. And it wasn't. Okay. We okay. could do a dupe over <laughs> about it. Perhaps. <laughs> It was definitely the most disappointing thing I've watched in the God last couple damn, of years. damn, that is harsh. <laughs> like, yes, I, but I, I, I fucking love The Matrix. Okay, so. okay. Well, I'll, I'll check it out. We'll see what happens. I, I don't know. I heard there was like trans stuff in it, and because that's another like false reality thing. Yeah, there is. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. Maybe. I guess I'm hopeful about that. We'll see. Anyway, the point is that, um, yeah, I see a lot of those kind of themes reflected in this. And I guess that did come from your experience of, um, yeah, living in the, the, I guess it's a little bit like Plato's Cave, maybe, also, too. Do do y'all know that? Mm -hmm. It's been so fucking long. Okay. I'm not, Jarvis, maybe you'll be able to explain it better because, like, I've only learned it a couple (laughs) times, basically. But it's this metaphor. Uh, Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I mean, basically, it's just the uh, metaphor of it's it's uncertain to know what is within the said cave. And if someone was to grow up in said cave, the cave wouldn't be a cave to to them. It would be home versus someone mm-hmm. on the outside looking in. Something like that is how I've been mm-hmm. taught it. Yeah. yeah the, the part That's that that sticks with me is like um, his metaphor is that like uh we are all like in a cave like chained down and on a wall mm-hmm. um we see like shadows of things passing outside um and we think that the shadows are what is real but what is real is actually the things outside um mm-hmm. I, so i'm not really sure i, I haven't read his, his shit in so fucking long i haven't read a good explanation so long um and that's bad of me and i should do that um but yeah just another sort oh. of example of like I don't know, another smart person saying that the world that we live in is not the real one, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, that's something that I thought was relevant. I, I don't know how much you think of those things, like, as, like, obviously, but it's clear that, like, you you feel it. Oh, is that, is that a question? Mm-hmm. Sorry. You're just a prompt, I suppose. <laughs> I thought it was a, a statement. It, it, it definitely wasn't framed like one. Well, it's not like a question question. It's just, like... Yeah, Sorry, it's a, it's a statement. And yeah, what? How do you yeah. feel about that? It's I a, guess it's a lead off. Uh, yeah, no, um, definitely. I'm glad that like that was, I guess, interpretable from the story. I really, like mm-hmm. I said, I really was worried that um, I don't know, I just wouldn't be. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm really happy that you guys actually like took time to to read it and think about it because everything that you're saying, yeah, it's uh, really applicable to my intentions. Um, so on the on the more like prose level, I know we talked about some of the stuff from before. Um, and I saw that you did make some some edits, like particularly on the because um, uh, I, I read a, a rougher draft last night, and 
um, some of the stuff about uh, like not running at the image directly, right? That we talked about on the podcast sometimes. Mm. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm playing with the nail. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you should leave that in there. <laughs> that sounded like the fakest sound effect I've ever. Heard. It's a sorry. It's a screw, not a nail. Um, I'm gonna, when did you buy a sound bar? I'm putting it on the floor. Um, anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, some issues of just, like, um, uh, sentences saying that I, like, look at this or that rather than saying just that this is that thing I think you had. Um, how was it phrased exactly? I don't remember exactly. It was just, like, I, I looked at the aquarium. It was in, it looked the size of a small uh, coffee table, right? Oh, yeah. Right? Here, hold on. Yeah. Let me, um, Yeah, it was, it looked the size of a, a the, the aquarium looks the, looked the size of a small coffee table, and you ended up removing yeah. the, the looked and just put, it was the size of a small yeah. coffee table, which makes it more, um, immediate, right? I think, it, yeah. yeah. Um, and how we ended up articulating it, which I, I didn't have before we started talking about it, um, was that, like, if you, um, include like look or whatever you're kind of putting the narrator sort of in the image too rather than just putting the image by itself and if it's by itself it's more clear um and there was other like little things like that and just um removing the like little uh just extraneous words and stuff um every like sentence i saw that had like that was just like a statement by itself was like so strong um especially in comparison to more of the like wordier sentences like when um, you look at the uh, aquarium and it's full of the the clownfish, and you say it looks so crowded in there, or it is so crowded in there. Um, like that just is so much more powerful than um, even just like a full description of what it looks like for it to be crowded. You know? Mm, yeah. Um, but I say all that to say that like um, a lot of these things are like really really minor things and easy to remove, and then. I feel like the core of this make, story... like, a really big impact. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, like... I don't know. It's just, like... Um, what's a good fucking metaphor? God, I don't know. Um, but that removing those small things does make, like, a massive improvement, especially when the core of the story, I think, is really, really strong um, because it's, like, coming from your, like, real and, and strong and complex feelings. Um, yeah. And that's why... Yeah, that, I think that's what makes the story good. Yeah, I did uh, really appreciate your help on that. I think I still was, I was like, get, I don't know, I felt so irritable this morning. Maybe because I only <laughs> slept like a few <laughs> Probably. hours. But I felt really, and I was also getting really annoyed uh, with Reddit, but I I was trying to like revise and use that uh, zombie trick mm -hmm. that you showed me. And I was getting kind of frustrated with it. It's kind of like whenever you learn like a new math mm -hmm. like uh, strategy, I guess, and it mm. like seems really simple with the example given, and then you try to actually do it, and it makes no sense. Mm -hmm. That was kind of how it was. I was wondering if you had any advice about that. So you're talking about um, the technical difference between active voice and passive voice. Yeah, like just that specific example that you sent me. Um, um, sure, I'll 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 pull it out. So. Um, it's a small thing. So it says passive versus active voice. Passive voice is when the first subject is affected by the verb. So the ball was thrown by the boy. Um, active voice is when the first subject is performing the verb. So the boy threw the ball. So the boy threw the ball is more active than 
the boy the the ball was thrown by the boy and you can tell Mm -hmm. by adding the phrase by zombies after the verb if the sentence still makes sense it's passive if it doesn't make any sense it's active so the ball was thrown by zombies makes sense so it's passive and the ball and the boy threw by zombies doesn't make sense so it is active Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, see, I thought that that trick was going to help me a lot. And then I was like looking through my things and the by zombies would not make sense. But I also had no idea how to like fix that. Well, I think, well, it's mm. not supposed to make sense. When it doesn't make sense, that's a good thing. You don't want passive voice, right? And so if it makes sense, that means that you're using passive voice. Oh, mm-hmm. I thought that it was... Wait, no, you I have. Thought it was the other no, way. No, it says no? yeah, the ball. Very, very active voice throughout. Yeah, yeah, you had good active voice. That's kind of oh. why it was because you were you you mentioned it that that's what it, something you were trying to fix as you're going through it, and it just kind of didn't seem like much of an issue to me. Um, oh. <laughs> in your story, so there's there's plenty of other things. In fact, in and there's places for passive voice too. Um, the thing that I I'm more that that is more big to me is not passive voice, but just like simplifying things down in general um and just taking out words um especially like adverbs because adverbs often are not that you have to right like there's places for everything um and all these rules down the pros a lot of times yeah where it's just like you feel like like if i have a statement that's like um he stomped out angrily right Mm -hmm. just put he stomped out he stomped out you know, uh, mm-hmm. I guess that implies that yeah, he's ang- Sorry, angry. Sorry, Jarvis. Yeah. Holy shit! <laughs> just like, What's up? I just heard you crinkle an entire bag. It was just kind of oh. it's, it's, it was it's so aggressive. Again. Sorry. It's a piss again. The crinkling piss. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. Sorry. Um. Sorry. Um. Yeah. That uh, he stomped out is already conveying anger, right? He slammed right. the door angrily. Well, he slammed the door. That's it, right? And that's and it's stronger by itself in all these things. Um, I'm gonna write that down. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. helpful. Um, it's, a, it's a cool trick. It is an easy way to, to to fix stuff. Like if you went through and deleted all the adverbs and and other things, you just simplify it down. If you're like, I have to cut like twenty percent of all the words in here, like a good chunk, like a, maybe one in four words, I got to cut them. And you find a way mm-hmm. to do that. Like yeah, you definitely. You, you come back with clear, clear prose. Um, because, like, going through with uh, an arbitrary, like, measure like that, that you have to do that, and you could break it if you have to, but, like, try to, you know, challenge yourself, it really makes you go through and be like, do I need this word, right? Um, mm-hmm. To everything. And then if every word in there is necessary, then, like, it, it just becomes so much more, um, yeah, it uh, impactful. Yeah, yeah. But uh, before we move on to our listener submitted story section, I have a question. And that question is, through doing the right thing for your second time, is there anything that you've really taken away from it or learned through this process? I think that it's just something that I've been actually learning just throughout, uh, throughout this and also throughout making our other show is that I think a really big issue for writers is that it's, I mean, the whole purpose of your show is that it's just, it's so hard to write. Um, and I think that like this whole thing has just helped more in showing me that like, if like I, I can 
right if I want to. Like, yeah. if there's no, I, you just can't keep making excuses for not writing because mm-hmm. you can't because I did, <laughs> you know? And in my head, if there hadn't have been like this deadline and this project and it was just like me thinking that I need to write more, I definitely would not have stayed up till 4 a.m. trying to finish this project. But mm-hmm. because of this, I did. And now the project is finished. You know, mm-hmm. so um, mm-hmm. I think I think that was really helpful. And I'm going to try to remember that. Good. I'm, I'm glad. And I mean, even beyond that, you have content, you know, mm-hmm. you, you made something. Yeah, that's a huge thing. Yeah. Um, and you can improve off of that way more than than um, going without. Um, and yeah, I want to say again that I, I really like the, the core of the feelings and just the ability to put out your feelings like like this to reflect on. Mm-hmm. I don't know your experience and and all that and put it on the page. Um, something that we talked about last night is that something I noticed a lot in um, in my some of my creative writing courses and just just being in creative writing circles on campus is that a lot of people like and and me too actually it took me a while to to get to a point where I was actually writing about my feelings and and things that were more important to me and I still don't a lot of the time. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of people are just writing like the aesthetic of something that they want to write about rather than like yeah the things that are important i, I talked about yeah there was this one girl who um i mean bless her heart uh she was the 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 president of the creative writing club when i when i first joined right i know who you're talking about no no this is it no no you you you've ranted about this girl no maybe <laughs> I God forbid really? she listened to this show oh yeah yeah okay well i hope not um yeah that would be a bummer <laughs> but uh well it's just when she we the, the story that she brought and she was like in an advanced creative writing course and mm-hmm. um beyond you know like it needing the the you know pros and and practice level like fixes and things like that's one thing but it also like one of the stories that we edited and this is someone that ended up graduating with a creative writing degree was oof just like hunger games fan fiction essentially right it was just like ya dystopia you know young girl um has to has to fight to win stuff right special in some special in some way um and of of course that's totally fine and, and good obviously um but like that's just like an aesthetic of writing right like that's not the like um there's it's hard to like put in the meaning afterwards if you're starting off of just the aesthetic right Mm -hmm. um it's uh, the equivalent that i i was working with when i was talking to sebastian last night was um like the equivalent of just drawing like uh anime when you're first trying to learn art right um and that's totally fine especially like it 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 can improve your skill on the technical level right just like writing um like your you know your action dystopia stuff can help you improve your your technical aspects of your prose and stuff right but like just drawing anime eyes and anime faces right like does not have the same sort of like um like inner expression there's not a lot of there's not a lot of range that yeah Mm -hmm. and like creating anything is really great and commendable but also you know you want to keep growing in your craft yeah and like exploring new things yeah and and like the the meaning the like 
purpose the like pulling out feelings the things that like really do matter to people who are taking these things in was kind of absent from some of those things and like you can Mm -hmm. absolutely draw anime you know characters with meaning like i said this last night too but if you draw fucking like two girls kissing right that has so much more meaning than just like just a, a portrait by itself right of that's in mm-hmm. you know whatever style if you're putting in meaning you're like you know making the expression meaning something or um you know just trying to convey something through the thing that you're creating um it doesn't really matter what it is it can be you know in any aesthetic but that's the more important part the fact that you're tr- trying to express um meaning and i don't know mm-hmm. I, I talking about it last night helped me articulate some of those things to myself and I definitely have fallen into the trap of writing action and things where I didn't have to. And um, it ended up feeling like dry and empty some of the times. And uh, Mm -hmm. the more that I lean away from that and the more that I start with purpose and then decide whether, you know, what aesthetic to put it in, that I think is when I I do better. Um, and this is mm-hmm. yeah exactly that this started with purpose and then you just you, you focus on that and then you found an, a way to um articulate it using imagery and metaphor yeah definitely it's like making a quiche without any eggs that's exact i couldn't have said it better myself jarvis <laughs> <laughs> what would that even be i should i should have just said that the whole time it's like a milk pie yeah it's like milk and like salt and pepper and cheese. There's some cheese in there. And cheese. Yum. My mom Dude, had spinach. Delicious. Quiches. So this I, is like a like a salad cereal hybrid is what this is becoming. Oh God. It, it sounds yeah, it's delicious. A, it's a Just hot like quiche. Cereal salad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well Special mm. uh, do the right thing episode. Alex eats a uh, mm, hot mm, yes. Or oh we can do like one of those uh you guys know that uh, one cook on YouTube. He's like he's a chef and he does like uh, the recipes from like TV shows and movies, Benzing like with fictional Babbage, foods. Yes. yes, yeah, we get him to make uh, the 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 cereal right. and serve it to me. And yeah, so so wait, just to get, let me get this straight. <laughs> so I'm just to have a bowl. Actually, I should yes. a pie tin. A pie tin. Full of milk. Yeah, hot milk. Yeah. Hot crust. Hot, Don't forget about the crust. Hot milk <laughs> on crust. Mm-hmm. With just some loose Piping. spinach in it. And spinach. cheese. And there's cheese some, and cereal. There's some onions in there too. You can put yeah. some jalapenos. Mm. I. <laughs> Yeah. My sentence exactly, Jarvis. Oh Honestly, though, this doesn't sound like the worst thing ever. It does, actually. It does. You know, I think maybe it's better if everything is hot except the milk. Yes, cold, I... freezing milk right out the fridge. Yeah, or vice versa, hot milk, and then, like, the spinach and, like, the cheese are just, like, ice cold. Killed, yeah, right. still... Uh... Semi-frozen spinach. Right. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And like really cold, solid, not melted, just like grated cheese. Like Great. shredded cheese. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep, a block. Lots a block. of textures. We want to have a good mouth feel. A good mouth feel yeah. too. A good, oh, you uh, can Q-Q. do it like ASMR too, whenever you eat it. Yeah. Mm. You can vomit right into the microphone. Oh, why would I vomit, well, you Sebastian? Know what? I thought it was going you to be delicious. <laughs> 
Speaking of vomiting right into oh. the microphone. Uh-huh. Here on this podcast, our listeners submit us stories. <laughs> wonderful, what do you like about our listeners submitted stories, Jarvis? <laughs> Are you implying that they're vomit worthy? No. Actually, one of these days, if... I will submit a challenge to our listeners to write a story that does make me vomit. I think some listeners kind of have come close, actually. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. we're all Honestly, about... it just has to do with teeth. Oh, yeah. That doesn't make me vomit. It just makes yeah. me really uncomfortable. For me, eating hair bones. is more of a yeah, vomit-worthy that, thing. That... Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Whenever that one scene came out on that movie we watched. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Where this girl just one started pulling chunks of hair. It was called Raw. It's uh, it's on Netflix. I, I it's think a I've horror seen movie. it. Yeah. Uh, it was very intense for me. I want to do a Doofcast episode over it um, with, with you, Sebastian. We might be able to that do that. That would be really fun. Um, cause yeah, it's... I literally like almost... Because we were on a Discord call and I like literally gagged yeah. Like, physically. Yeah, you told me when, to, when you to tell you when it was over. Yeah, I couldn't look at it. I like felt throw up in my... Yeah, I, I I very much like that movie. Um, it was great, and uh, yeah. so high high recommendation for me. It's in French. Um, it's on Netflix, and um, maybe yeah, maybe we'll have an episode talking about it. We'll see. Hmm. Um, but okay, yeah, listener submitted stories section, Jarvis. <laughs> yes. So the stories we will be uh, talking about this week are by Just a Book Worm. Flower Priest, Jarby Jazz, Ace of Sword, and Morgan Le A. It's 420. I just wanted to say that real quick. Woo! It's 420 uh, in New York. It's the week. It's not 420 time. here. But yeah. It's definitely 320. It's, but okay. it's legal over here. <laughs> just going to point that out again. Wow. Yeah. Wow. How how lucky you are. Yeah, I'm smoking weed <laughs> on the daily, every day, 24 mm-hmm. 7. Um, I can't breathe because of the, the smoke in my lungs all the time. Um, mm. In fact, I'm actually using one of those, like, um, you, you know, when people have um, throat cancer and then they, they have the little device that helps them speak. That's what I'm using to talk. It's just very <laughs> advanced. Wow. That's was really, that ableist yeah. of me to say that? Yes. That, mm. was, that, was cult- that was culturally appropriate. You're right. Yeah, so for you, you to get say. a pass. So I get because uh, of your mom. Oh yes, you're right. Yes. <laughs> okay. Poc, Alex forgot. Did we get any um, slurs submitted for our? Um... <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you. All right, guys. Send in, <laughs> send in your favorite slur. <laughs> I, you know, I, I haven't checked. Uh, maybe, I, maybe I should. Yeah, because you're oh, supposed yeah. to read them. Yeah, I'm supposed so. to read. Didn't we tell them to, to like to like e to like email us? Yeah, I, d- I did. We did say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one, no one did it. Does it look like it? What? Oh yeah. man, that's messed man. up. It does say that <laughs> we're approved. Uh, congrats, we you've scored a great deal. Um, this new year, covered repairs plus fifty dollars off plus first month on us. So we're Whoa. covered. We for what? membership activation. We're covered, Jarvis. We're covered. <laughs> covered we're for covered. what? Don't what ask. can I do? Shh, yeah. Don't 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 ask that. They'll uh, hear you. Um, do you want a free don't guide to gold? Because Gold Allied <laughs> Trust has emailed us um, to oh. our email, which is <laughs> Laverne comma Laverne six D. Um, mm. uh, at AOL, Laverne at AOL.com, CC Laverne okay. 60 at AOL.com. Why did I get this? It, does, it says 
I mean, do you want to invest in gold or not? No. <laughs> I'm Does just... this count as doxing? No. <laughs> I'm calling the police. <laughs> call the SWAT yeah. team. Um, I would love to SWAT you. No, real quick. I'm so really cool. confused, actually, though. So I got this email, okay, from Gold Allied Trust. It's got a really weird email. Um, no reply mm-hmm. at wxsmy.vivasayulita.com. Mm. Um, but so it has the address line. It says to to Laverne at AOL.com. CC Laverne 60 at AOL.com. Why? That's not our email. <laughs> our email is not Laverne at AOL.com. <laughs> I don't even have an AOL account. <laughs> yeah. Why? How? That doesn't even. I don't know. How I did the know. spam mail go to the wrong person and then go to us? Is this person like forwarding spam? To mm, right thing cast, so, yeah. yeah. Do we need I mean, to contact he's, someone he's at probably AOL? One of our, I mean, he, he's probably one of our one of our diehard fans. And, you know, just make sure that we're, <laughs> yeah. we're in the know, right? Maybe maybe they got this gold guide and they were like, you know what, mm. you know what, who could really benefit from a gold guide? Those folks down at do the right thing, you know, do <laughs> yeah. the media. They could go. They could really benefit from a gold guide. I know that they're all about mm-hmm. um, gold as the gold uh, backing. <laughs> Uh, of currency, um, the mm-hmm. gold standard. So, because we're all libertarians yeah. here at Doof Media. So, oh yes, yeah, of yes. course, die hard. There, yes, yeah. I mean, I'm as against like driver's licenses as much as like anyone should be like needing a license to toast toast in your own toaster. And yeah, that's right. that's how much I I hate I I mm? well mm. I kind of you think that side with that that we should. That we need I don't think that we should have. To toast, toast I don't think we should toasters. have. I don't think we should have any licenses or laws for anything at all ever. Mm, mm, I mean, I don't mm, know. There nothing. are there are there, there are some people out here that shouldn't be toasting toast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. you're Can't so right, them. Jarvis. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm changing my worldview actually. About yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very insightful to use um, one of the. I'm going to become words. an authoritarian okay. libertarian. Oh, that's um, pretty niche. I just think that we need one big guy in charge that's just, he's so mm. in charge <laughs> that no one else is in charge. Is, that's such a good idea. Yeah. I can't see any issues yeah, with we that. We just need one big, mm-hmm. strong guy in charge, <laughs> and he says, you can do whatever you want, except for you know not doing whatever you want. Hmm? It should be uh, Ben Me. Shapiro. Oh, mm. Yes, now you're <laughs> preaching. <laughs> to the choir, Any boy you're already on your side. As our... As our god king, do you think yes, we can have him as a guest? Oh, yes. Ben Shapiro. Yeah, Daddy Shapiro. I don't know. Daddy, I'm, Daddy I'm black, and and you're trans, so that but, might be. An but we can be undercover. Though. We can be undercover. Yes, because I definitely don't sound black. What does what does that mean, Jarvis? That sounds that sounds kind of racist. I don't know what you what you, you know mean. exactly what no, that means. I don't actually, <laughs> mostly. But <sighs> do I have to explain? It? I mean, <laughs> We don't have to do this. <laughs> there, are, there are just certain people, right? That mm-hmm. <sighs> do you think that Ben so Shapiro has an ear? When, when the body is being made, right? Vocal cords in reside in certain registers. <laughs> um, in the uh, womb, there is there is no no heaven. <laughs> okay. Oh uh, my. Yeah. So in the in the in the bio in the biological womb. Uh, certain voice 
registers fall in certain places Mm -hmm. and they are separated by certain genealogies, Mm -hmm. the same genes that that decide skin color. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So I say all that. Yeah, I was waiting for the punchline, Jarvis. Come on. You can't just, like, <laughs> give us a biology slash yeah. race theory fact. And All I'm saying, all I'm saying uh-huh. is that as a proud libertarian, right. I think separate <laughs> is kind of equal. <laughs> I think the phrase you're, you're, maybe you're looking for is, like, phrasing does not inherently mean... <laughs> Because uh, it could just be, it could be both. It could be separate, but e- like these things, they're not but opposites. Equal, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. Of course. And you know, I think some people just like to complain when there's not an issue at all. You're right. I mean, if anyone <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. knows about complaining when there's not an issue, it's me, a trans woman. So, yes, yeah, exactly. exactly. Do you hear that, Ben Shapiro? Ben Chap. <laughs> <laughs> Can you come on the podcast? Can you come on the podcast? <laughs> Can you sing WAP for us on the podcast, please, Ben Shapiro? We can make a cover. Can you come? <laughs> hey, that's actually a great question. Can Ben Shapiro come? Yeah. I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, hey. Legally. I've, I've, I've never seen it. So. <laughs> there was a guy. That's a really good point. On, on Twitter, there was someone that was getting really mad because um, I said that, gay, that straight people aren't real. Um, <laughs> what, and, what, a, wait, what a 4D chess and, move <laughs> He was like uh, Yeah they are because I am And I was like prove it Prove prove that you're straight <laughs> And he was like I don't you know how I could do that I was just like look it, I, You're just gonna say that you're straight Because I, I can't believe You're gonna say it to win the argument right I can't believe yeah. that you're straight Unless I see a video of you giving someone a blowjob, right? Or doing and some other like thing and not liking it, right? Yeah, and, if and, you, and saying, I hate this mid exactly, Exactly. <laughs> if, you can't, if you can't do that, then how am I supposed to know that you're not lying to me, right? Mm-hmm. So, and they haven't gotten back to me, but it, I understand that it <laughs> takes a while. They're working on the exactly. video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand yeah. that that stuff, you it just... It takes a while. You, yeah, it takes a minute. Um, got to download Grinder. got to... Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say you have to message you gotta, someone. You gotta you work on your technique. It's not really true. You don't really have to do those. You could just be like, "We'll give blood job," and you will get a lot of yeah. messages. Did free. you guys ever see that meme where it was a guy and he was like, "Oh, like he went into like some like government like like official office and he was like uh, acting like my grinder app is a metal detector." <laughs> <and> go- <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that. No. <laughs> oh God, freaking! Oh, there was there was Congress. another person who uh, set up like twelve grinder dates at the same time and just sent them all like the same address, but they didn't <laughs> give them like the uh, they just gave them the building number and not the unit number, and they all just like showed up at the same time. It was just like all these random older dudes just like walking around with like their phones no, and like they're lady. all like walking past each other and he like didn't get back to any of them. He just no, looked them all. That's, ah, not, that's not nice. Oh. <laughs> was, think about, kind of think about the like the like collective power of of their horny 
It's... And like what that and like what that could do for us. <laughs> what it could do for <laughs> could be what it could do for dupe media. How can we best like utilize You're this, right, this in energy? Yeah, because you know, right. horny, horny is is a power. Is it's so much power. It is renewable. But if but if, if, but if like it was used for great purposes, right, we could like for, for change our world. Yeah, with great, yeah. great, um, with great horny comes great <laughs> stuff. Comes comes. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> well, all right. So, you, who are we reading this week? Who are we talking yeah, about this week, speaking, Jarvis? Speaking about great cum, we're going to be talking about Morgan Le's <laughs> story. Thank you. Why didn't I get that intro? <laughs> You're right. You're right. I'm, I'm sorry. Speaking of great cum, here's Sebastian. Sebastian has, has the the great come the great come thank you so much so <laughs> the, i mean the, we hang out big if cum. you want to hear more about our great come you can uh listen to uh the view from halfway down available every wednesday on your favorite podcasting app that's not how i was expecting you to plug the show but i approve why not it was in the script i literally oh. i wrote this down ahead of time like almost last week you, wow. wow. You really like just foresaw this whole conversation happening. Right? That's crazy. Well, no, I didn't foresee it. I scripted it and then we performed the it. Whole the causality is the other way around, hun. <laughs> I'm not even reading off of the script. Well, right that now. explains why you I missed your fucking read. call like 30 times. <laughs> Had to pick up the slack. I said your line's for you. Ugh. Okay. Um, so, oh, so is that why you're talking so much? <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't talk. I don't talk too much. Hey, 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 Morgan LaA. Morgan LaA. Untitled story. Yes. All right. Um, yeah. So this story. Let's talk about. I'm trying it. to, Jarvis. You keep interrupting me. What? <laughs> <laughs> I just got an email, Nintendo receipt, funds added to your account. I think I've been hacked, y'all. Confirmation <laughs> added the purchase from Nintendo. <laughs> oh, well, that's no. not that. Okay. You're, you're gaining money slowly. I'm gaming money because I'm a gamer. Wow. Thanks. Okay. I'm so, trying, holy shit, y'all. It was y'all. so funny. I'm I forgot to, to laugh. About... Okay. You didn't, you didn't have to say that, Jarvis. That was disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> low blow okay um it, what is there something you want to say jarvis no just just low low blow come i'll i'll blow you low. <laughs> <laughs> uh, congrats uh sebastian you coming on help make this the worst episode and do the right thing we've ever made oh and the most cum-filled episode that you've ever yes, made. Yes, that's true. That's what I've yeah, always wanted. Gives it a, I know, it's a Christmas miracle. Christmas. Yeah, Christmas comical. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas cubsicle. <laughs> I, I would never. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, 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 this is too much. I can't include all of all this cum talk. Like we really, I will have to cut this out and put it on a special episode of Come Town. Like that's fucked yeah. up. Come Town, USA. Yeah, come doof doof come. Okay, um, <laughs> so this story has um, our our main character is a child uh, with um, their Baba, 
uh, who is uh, dressing them um, with some clothing that's supposed to protect, protect them before they are confronted with a um, a king. Um, I, I think a king of the mountain, basically. Um, this supernatural, tall creature um, with this wonderful description of uh, its skin. I, I quite like the, the sentence of... Um, um, I quite like the sentences. Its hide was dark like soot with muted light bubbling from within. Where light shone, finned shadows swam under its skin as a fish schooled inside its body. So this wonderful imagery. Um, but uh, they confront the king. They are supposed to give it um, uh, a tribute, which is it sort of implicated and implied that um, the main character is supposed to be that, but not this time. Um, as uh, um, the main character is able to freeze after giving advice or getting advice from Baba and the Baba is able to uh, ward off the, the, the beast using this enchanted uh, cloak that she is wearing. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that this story has some really great world world building. And I love these moments between the main character and uh, Baba. It really serves to not only establish their dynamic but we're also getting a little bit more bits of 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 lore especially when we're talking about the lords of the mountain and um, all that so yeah overall i think that this is a really solid piece that takes us on the beginnings what it seems like of a very wider journey but overall really really great world world building and i'm excited that you uh, sent this one in morgan Mm lahey yeah um i like the sort of connection that we're getting between these characters and especially sort of the safety that we clearly are, are feeling from um, the main character being with her, their Baba. Um, Sebastian, do you have any feelings about the story? Yeah. I, so I also really liked the part that you read. I really enjoyed the usage of the word bubbling for some reason. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I also just liked the uh, sentence that just says she turned and faced the Lord Mm-hmm. I felt like that was really daunting and um, mm-hmm. I don't know impactful. Um, I liked it a lot, and yeah, I mean, it sets a really good, um, it sets really good imagery and, and a good scene, and I enjoyed reading it a lot. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, all right. Up next is by Jarby Jazz with Nutsack Noir Three. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, kind of. We've we've hit all three of these, which is. Um, uh, which is kind of cool to, to see how it grows. So this story mm-hmm. um, with the, the the noir story, we have our character here um, looking out over um, the city that is flooded from the tsunami um, and just a total wreck. And um, after a moment, we get revealed <coughs> that behind them, they have tied up uh, a, a corrupt uh, government official that is partially responsible for how Ill, ill-prepared the... Um, island was and um, they have some conversation you know taunting back and forth and it's clear that he's not um, like regretting anything basically and so our main character um, the hero that he is just sort of beats the shit out of him with a tire iron nice nice Um, and uh, uh, yeah just just kind of being pretty terrible but we also understand why and you definitely get sort of like a anti-hero vibe from this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I like the escalation of the series so far. I mean, it still has the vibe and tone, and even when it comes to the prose level, the voice of a, a noir, but 
um, what's happening within the story itself is sort of growing um, and sort of stepping um, away from the typically grounded style of a lot of uh, noir stories. And now we're dealing with with tidal waves and we're dealing with sort of the main character's perspective on things, them being able to brutally beat a, a, a bad man versus what we're used to to seeing is a noir de- detective um, who stays on the right side of of the the law. But I do love what's really happening here, the uh, the the world building, and I'm excited to see what this ends up building into and possibly uh, further chapters. Yeah, it's um, clear that uh, that our main character is not necessarily a good person, and we can understand his motivations, uh-huh. but I don't know if. Yeah, if we need to excuse them, and it's interesting to see maybe yeah. where that um, where that direction goes of uh, how much we'll be critiquing the main character's actions and how much we'll be on their side about it. Yeah, I mean, hey, sometimes you gotta be someone with a tire iron, you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> even when they're all all tied up and and unable to fight back or anything and just especially when they're tied up you're, and unable to fight. you're right you're right it's, well they could ask mm-hmm. for it i don't think this guy did but yeah he was asking for it she said uh, okay um <laughs> <laughs> sebastian any thoughts yeah um i think that it's i so i've never written in a style where i guess there was so much dialogue um and i feel like i would have a lot of trouble doing something like that I feel like mm-hmm. they, I guess, articulated it really good and it stayed in like a good rhythm and it was easy to understand what was going on. Um, just through, yeah, like there is just so much dialogue. And yeah, I, I would have no idea how to go about writing That's that. That's what practice way. So is for, baby. Yeah, no, I, I think mm-hmm. it's really commendable that they were able to do that mm-hmm. so well. Do you want to next story, Jarvis? Yeah, sorry. I'm- I'm vaping. Um, <laughs> so cool. Gonna, I didn't know you were so cool, Jarvis. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I've been vaping since freshman year, babe. Yeah. Uh, That's pretty cool. Did I tell you I, I yeah. did I tell you Jarvis I tried to to smoke in my apartment uh the other day? Smoke what? A cigarette? Um oh, and I'm sorry. So well so well I'm in New York, so I'm trying to pick up smoking, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty it cool. is. It is pretty cool. You can only do that on rooftops. That's how this works. It's if you're doing it for cold. a romanticized, if you're doing it for a romanticized reason, then you need mm-hmm. to go all out. You but can't just do it in your room because then you're just smoking to smoke. But I was but leaning out the window the over the city, and by over the city, I mean like the three blocks of industrial <laughs> shit around my apartment, um, like yeah, a bunch of garages yeah. and trucks. That's what I was smoking over. Anyway, so, um, well, I I haven't smoked very much. I'm not very good at it. I, you know, I was... We can tell. I was... What the fuck does... How could you tell, Jarvis? (laughs) How could you tell? Riddle me that. Riddle me that. How could you tell? Because we know you. Go... I feel like... Okay, I just realized something. Mm. I feel like you're the sort of person that, like, I would meet, and I Mm -hmm. would just assume that you had asthma. Are you mm, fucking yes. kidding me? <laughs> do you like do you give off like as asthmatic vibes? You give off asthma me? vibes. Oh my god! Yeah. Like Fuck both like of y'all. 
Like your lungs just just weren't built for this. There's nothing wrong with having asthma, but there's nothing wrong with having asthma. No, no, but that but to be the kind of person that obviously has asthma. <laughs> fuck y'all. I thought y'all were my friends. Don't worry, we love you. Tell us, tell us about you smoking. You know your, what? You know what? Symptoms. I don't have asthma. What I do have are long COVID symptoms that are permanently debilitating my my ability to breathe. So who's really asthma? Fucking well, to fuck you. That's cool. You ever hear this one? <laughs> mm. Maybe you don't have asthma, but you got that asthma. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to finish my story. I don't even want to finish my story. You know, we'll just move on. Who's the next no, guy? No. Who's, who, who else are we no, talking about? Stop. My story. I, I would love to hear about your angsty yeah. story. It's not angsty. It's it's embarrassing. <laughs> but now I don't want to tell it anymore. So I haven't. I, you know, when I smoke weed, it's usually on like pens or bongs and shit, right? I don't, I don't really do joints, mm-hmm. right? The point is, I don't know yeah. how to ash, okay? And so I was holding the cigarette out the window and I was trying to ash it and it just wouldn't, the thing wouldn't fall. And so I flicked it too hard and it split in half and I broke my cigarette and I was like, okay, well, that's oh, it. No. I'm going to sleep. And I went to sleep and it was 3 a.m. <laughs> and I meant to stay up until 4 because it was, I was being edgy. But no, I stayed awake because I had a bunch of nicotine in, in me with a broken cigarette on the windowsill and I was very sad. That's my story. Damn, I'm sorry. Yeah, do the right That's, thing. That seems like a like a bad night. You really sound like bad a bad night. night. Fuck you. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, What's guys. <laughs> I think we need to calm down. Sorry, let me catch Thank my you. breath. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, next story is by Flower Priest. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna need a priest. After, after, what are you after this episode, after this, I'm gonna need a priest. Yeah, because you're going to go to hell. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I love Why this story. I um, really like this one. Okay. Good. It's called a consultation. Um. So we have uh, our two characters here walking. What? What? What now, Jarvis? Why? Why are you sticker? <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> so fucking funny. <laughs> huh? It was a meme that I saw on my phone. Oh, was okay. it on uh, Radical.com? <laughs> it wasn't on Radical.com. So oh, damn. It was on TikTok. That's disappointing. Yeah. Uh-huh. But go ahead. Tell us Tell us what the story is about. Um. So this story by Flower Priest uh, is called A Co- uh, Consultation. And it has our two characters, uh, Claude and James, walking through this uh, dreamscape. And we're in James's dream as um, Claude is a dreamwalker um, and is learning his skills uh, and is in college in order to learn how to uh, be a therapist and use his, his skills this way. It's unclear if this is like a like a big wider secret or not, but that's not really important in this. The point is that they are just kind of having a, a good time together uh, walking around and Though James is like, I don't want to really get into my deeper issues, saying more that um, I didn't think of this as a therapy session that we were going to do. I thought this was more of a date. And Claude gets sort of a little um, flustered by that. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's just a cute flirty interaction between the two. And um, they decide to, to get out of the dream and maybe go on a, a, a real date with James feeling a little bit more... Um, 
leading even though they were in his dreamscape mm-hmm. yeah so this is a really a really interesting concept of two people meeting up in this sort of dreamscape and i really like a lot of the bits of, of dialogue when they're just talking about the concept of dreams and like how one person saw someone else drown in a, in a pool of uh, chocolate milk. Yeah, that did dream. stick in my yeah. head. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was yeah. interesting. <laughs> interesting. It was so interesting. So yeah, I mean, like there are some great concepts flowing through this this story, um, but the story itself is also really cute, and it and we are able to really learn a lot not only about Claw but about this other person. And yeah, just some really cute cute moments towards the end, and then deciding to actually do a real non non uh, dreamscape date i think was a really nice ending so overall a really solid story mm-hmm. um sebastian you said that you really liked the story yeah um honestly i really just didn't i really enjoyed like the very very first part about you know just uh i like the use of the word cerulean <laughs> I, I don't know if i'm pronouncing that right but it i is. think it's such a pretty word um and humanoid i don't know um i just really enjoyed that also yeah the terms of algae like trees just that whole that whole first part um was just worded in a way that uh scratched my brain in the right way and i really mm-hmm. really liked it good um yeah um dreamscape imagery is always is always good and i will say mm-hmm. yeah again the the touch about the one anecdote of uh someone's sort of bad dream drowning in a good thing um yeah of uh drowning in 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 chocolate milk was really interesting and funny it's interesting it's stuck in all of our heads (laughs) yeah (laughs) nice nice well all right up next is by just a bookworm Um, with la la dolce vita mm mm-hmm um also i want to say that they have uh four upvotes and posted 20 hours ago just want to mm, point that out as four and 20 do you like the weed number <laughs> <laughs> so just a bookworm um uh their story is um a, a short one from um this one person's perspective renee as she goes to this aquarium and we're clear that she, she has had some sort of i don't know vision or some sort of experience that has sort of changed her um she she's clearly like experiencing the world in a in a slightly different way than other people whether that's a supernatural thing or not i I think is left unclear on purpose um she goes into the aquarium with the knowledge that soon um you know everything that's in her will be like temporary and will will go away soon all these nerves are useless and temporary she's so much greater than all the things here um no matter how much there was going on um and uh she walks into the aquarium she goes over to the railing of the exhibit and sees the beautiful image um two bright lights um that seem to quiver become gentle top tiny ripples a coastal exhibit um and she takes one last deep breath and jumps into the water um her breath her her dress floating around her like transculent fins or the ribbons of jellyfish and then for the first time in her life she swims Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is a really sweet story. I mean, even though it is on the shorter side, this prose is really packed with great imagery. 
that is describing the sort of supernatural slash otherworldly, not only vibe, but world itself. Um, and we do feel a good um, amount of closeness to this main character because we are in their their head. And I I just really love how this story is allowing itself to really live in the ab- in the abstract. Um, and it really makes makes the ending have so many different things you can really pull pull from it. But yeah, mm-hmm. overall, really great story. And I really love reading this. And thank you for writing it. Yeah, I agree. I really, really enjoyed this one um, as well. Um, just any any sort of, I guess, yeah, imagery about being underwater, anything to do with that is really interesting to me. I really liked the part mm-hmm. about uh, her dress it says her dress floated around her like translucent translucent fins or the ribbons of a jellyfish. I really liked like that. I thought that was very pretty and it all flows mm-hmm. really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't quite sure if um, this thing that is happening is a good thing or a bad thing or if it was yeah. sort of real. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I wasn't sure if she's just going to become a fish now or if she was going to drown <laughs> or if after this mm-hmm. someone fishes her out. Um, <laughs> no pun intended, and uh, like, yeah, and and sort of whether she comes back to reality or not, or whether this is reality. Um, but I, I, regardless, I thought it was interesting. Um, that yeah, it was in a way where you just take what you want from mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, all right, our last story for this week is by Ace of Sword with Tipping Point. So we have a um, short story here too with um, our main character Haley has very recently just encountered a meteorite as in like the rock was absorbed into herself. Um, a very magical sort of phenomenon. And But she that hasn't, yeah, yeah, she hasn't gotten any superpowers or anything really yet, which is strange. And I, I thought that was an interesting subversion of our expectations, um, even though this is a world with superheroes. Um, but one night... Um, this monster, this um, seems like a human size or maybe bigger sized jackalope, um, as in like the uh, sort of rabbit-like creature with um, antlers. Um, although mm-hmm. I was picturing more humanoid. I don't know if it actually was or not. Um, but starts just, it's charging down the, the street, down past the the houses, the uh, horns scraping on the walls. Um, and uh, she's leaning out the window and the antlers just catch her and pull her out. Um, seemingly unintentionally. Um, and as she's getting carried away, uh, she's barely able to notice that, um, her hands holding the rugged antler of the jackalope, um, her hands and skin are changing to something slightly more unfamiliar. Mm. Yeah. So, so, so this story was, was pretty thick. Uh, I love all of these sort of supernatural things that happen, especially towards the end, as soon as the, uh, jackalope shows up i always love when i get to see anything that has to do with a uh, jackalope crazy (laughs) mythical creature um but yeah i mean overall this uh, this story does start off in a place where we're really focusing on the world on the world building source showing what this what this wider world is and i like how it quickly focused in on uh haley and haley's problems and sort of um her wants when it comes to uh, absorbing this um, this uh, meteor out of nowhere before everything hits hits the fan. 
But yeah, this is a really, really great um, addition to whatever it seems that uh, Ace with Sword is uh, building here. So really great job. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I didn't hear anything else. Uh, like, I think it sounds like you guys are saying that there were like previous, I guess, um, parts of this story. Mm -hmm. Without that context, I mean, I thought it was really good still. It seems like really dreamy kind of similar to mm -hmm. uh, the other story which i think is cool and yeah i think like the uh last couple lines are also really good um yeah i like this one a lot too mm -hmm. um yeah i i also always like things with antlers so um <laughs> i was a little surprised that she didn't just get gored though with the uh, the antlers yeah, i was same. like oh she's she's gonna just get like ripped to pieces no uh but I'm, I'm glad that didn't happen that way and i'm interested to see what actually her her superpower is whether um the jackalope is something completely unrelated um or if it is directly related to that i'm not sure um but uh yeah, and Asa sort of talks about how they had some difficult write, difficulty writing this week, um, and I think you still did a really good job just just getting it out there. And I think, um, you know, when you um, practice being able to write through writer's block, it gets easier over time. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. so I think it's really good that you did that despite the difficulty. Um, mm -hmm. Exactly. I, I do so find it. Thanks for submitting. Yeah. Um, I, I find it interesting that this, there were so many stories this week that were so dreamlike. It seemed like almost every single one. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I, I guess apparently because of the word aquarium, but like yours was too, uh, Sebastian. Yeah. Um, and it was like uh, mm -hmm. four of the ones of uh, of the ones that we talked about also were were like that. Hmm. Maybe there is some like internal connection to like fish and aquariums or something mm -hmm. like that that makes us. I guess leads us Dream to like, have yeah. those sort of thought processes. I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I was wondering, I guess, if that was unique to me because I know I've always felt that way about those sort of things. Well, um, yeah, if you want to talk about that and, and uh, respond to Sebastian, the best place to do that would be uh, <laughs> messaging us on the, the Discord or an email. Um, uh, but okay, that is all the Let's Just mm -hmm. stories that we have. Let's um, give a yeah. thank you, though. Sure, of course. So let's say thank you to everyone who submitted their story this week. So thank you very much to Morgan A. Thank you very much to Jarby Jazz. Thank you, Flower Priest. Thank you, Just a Bookworm. Thank you, Ace of Sword. Thank you, No Goodbye. Thank you, Just Stan8460. And thank you, Walker by Faith. Mm -hmm. And we will also like to say thanks to everyone who did leave comments. Leaving comments not only under your own story, but under someone else's can... Uh, show other people every idea that you have on your own story while also providing them with feedback that can only improve them and yourself as writers. So thank you very much to Ace of Sword, No Goodbye, and Walker by Faith. Thank you so much for leaving comments. Yeah, um, really, really helpful to see discussion on these mm -hmm. posts. Actually, I mean, it was really great to see so many comments this week and so many stories. Um, so everyone yeah. that, that came back to, to write a story, thank you so much. We really, really uh, appreciate and, and like seeing y'all around again. Um, and of course, mm -hmm. thank you to Definitely. Sebastian for bringing their story as well. I don't know what the yeah. proper response is. No, just, um, just, just, yeah, or something. Say, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah. Perfect. You're welcome. Sassily, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> or just like, say like, thank you for having me on or something, but you know, whatever. Um, if you want to be like no. all these wonderful no. writers and submit your story to do the right thing, the best place to do that would be to go to slash r slash do the right thing dot com um, uh, on Reddit. 
and leave your story in the comments of this episode's uh, prompt. Um, mm -hmm. And if you want to support us and everything else happening in Doof Media, you can do that by donating to the Doof Media Patreon. All you have to do is donate $10 or more per month to get access to exclusive bonus content. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and there's always uh, so much going on at Doof Media. Actually, um, the big thing that I, I want to emphasize is um, the new podcast okay. that uh, Sebastian and I are doing, um, which covers BoJack Horseman um, episode by episode, um, sort of the... the uh, quintessential doof media sort of analysis as we go through the show and its themes and such is there anything you want to say about the show um on here sebastian um just that i would really appreciate getting more listeners and also hearing more feedback mm -hmm. yeah we have a, a post on the doof media subreddit and also on the bojack horseman subreddit and uh, we also have a discussion happening on the discord it's actually really really great having people talk about the show there so if you haven't checked any of those out if you haven't checked out the first episode please do um i'm really proud of it i thought we were uh we had a really good time and um that it was funny <laughs> <laughs> and i'm really looking forward to recording our, our next episode yeah mm -hmm. i am too Cool. Well, all right. I think it's high time rolling into next week's words. Mm -hmm. um, yes, uh, it is February. So, what is the a new challenge for the month, Jarvis? Yes. So the new challenge for this fantastic month of February is unrequited love. Basically, write a story where the love with within your story was not meant to be. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it could be from anyone's perspective. It could be from um someone who is receiving love and not requiting it or it could be someone who is giving love and not getting it requited um or mm -hmm. someone who is observing that happening to other people or doesn't even have or to be maybe about it people could be with like yeah like a hobby or an art form or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that would be interesting yeah sort of um <laughs> yeah. you you love the art but the art does not necessarily mm -hmm. love you back interesting, exactly. interesting. Oh, i feel that <laughs> and the word <laughs> And the words you will be using to write your fantastic stories next week are ruin, proposal, owner, and enhance. Uh, so the first word is ruin, which is um, something not good anymore. <laughs> um, yes. So it is for something, something that to... is that has had use, but through certain circumstances does not have the same use it once had. Mm -hmm. Not the same splendor. It has decayed. Um, so it can either be the verb, um, as in to ruin something, to make something bad, to make something uh, useless or just negative in some way, or things can mm -hmm. be ruins, um, which is usually referring to buildings, but it can refer in metaphor to many other things. Um, so the, the ruins of a castle, right? Um, any others? I know uh, just in general, that verb could be used in a lot of different ways. Um, mm -hmm. Going from like you ruined my party to like sexual connotations and then there's oh. yeah there's a lot of them proposal um yeah proposal oh. so um to give an offer to somebody um mm -hmm. so uh usually an offer of marriage mm -hmm. proposal marriage proposal that's usually the one that most people mean but it could be any sort of thing sort of just um that kind of works well because it'll be released around valentine's day right oh that's very true yeah. that's very mm -hmm. true make some romantic mm -hmm. stories please mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or ruin proposals okay owner um <laughs> which is... oh, that can be added in no <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 
Um, well, I do want to point out that originally marriage was created as an institution for men to own uh, women, and so that other men wouldn't Hell take yeah. their property away from them. So, yeah, that's why. That's why it's fun. That's why mean? it's mm-hmm. fun. That's this why is, marriage is, why is fun. No, yeah, that's why okay. people get married, isn't it? So it's for fun, mm-hmm. ownership. Yeah, kinky shit. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> God, that's totally a thing too. Everyone who gets married is just really kinky. I would believe mm-hmm. that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's like okay, marriage king. Looking at it in more of a, it's literally a thing. It's literally a thing, Jarvis. It's literally. Yeah, it's just <laughs> like it's the more more like socially acceptable thing. But it's totally if someone specifically gets really turned on by the idea of being married to the person that they're having sex with, that's a kink. That's a kink for sure. They, that specifically huh. turns them on. Or like that's really interesting. Gets turned on by like the idea <laughs> a king. of having sex with someone uh, like on the wedding day, you know, on the, on like mm-hmm. or, or during the honeymoon. That's kink. Like, the, I, and this is a postmodern perspective, you know, <laughs> uh, the fact that there is no there's no origin, there is no center, um, and vanilla shit all kinky. It's just kinky in a way that we find socially acceptable. Which I guess kind of makes it not kinky. kinky, but it's yeah. yeah. <laughs> As in, like, it's a thing. It's a specific thing that not everyone has that turns you on. Yeah. Mm. Um. So everyone who's married, you're fucking perverts. Oh, saving <laughs> saving <laughs> yourself <laughs> until marriage. God, is there anything more perverse? Like just long term denial. Yeah. It's exactly. Just edging, yeah. 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 You're masochist. Yeah. That's like edging yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Literally. Literally. <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. Anyway, what was I saying? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, there's, there's so many levels of this, you know. Like the father, like gives you his daughter, like that's kinky, okay? Like one man giving. I'm just saying, kinky, okay? Yeah, um, oh, you're right. So o- owner is someone who owns things. Yes. <laughs> mhm. Yep. Um. So to enhance something is to make it better. Um. And uh, there's also the connotation of zoom and, and enhance. So when you, mm-hmm. when you zoom in on enhance. something and then they magic, <laughs> magically bring out details from the ether. My God, it's Jason Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you seen that thing where they like actually do like a zoom and enhance thing? Except because of how those things are programmed, it just like enhances <laughs> people to look white. Have you seen that? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Like they take a blurry picture of like Barack Obama and then they enhance and it and it makes him white because it's like filling in the details or whatever. And mm. the fucking algorithm that the thing was trained on was just a bunch of white people, and so it just Jesus makes people Christ. white. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Mm, what a what an oversight. Yeah, that's why we cannot trust computers because computers are fucking racist. Um, yeah. Okay. KKK computer, if you ask me. That's right. Um, any other connotations of, of enhance, y'all? It enhance to to grow any aspect of anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you oh. can enhance your proficiency at writing. Mm-hmm. Performance um, enhancing drugs. That's what I yes. was thinking. I of. stole it yeah. from you. Do you, you want to say it? Enhance. No. You want to say it, Sebastian? Oh no! I, no. You want to say performance <laughs> enhancing drugs? No, no. I'll give it to you. You can have it. I don't care. <laughs> well, there's a cat. There's a cat. Yes. Someone it's zoom and enhance the audio. I want to hear just the Someone's cat. Someone's cat boy is getting a little rowdy. Sebastian. I'll have to go and kill her real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back. Put her down again. 
You can't talk about cowboys like that when we've talked about cum so much on this episode. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, Sebastian, prepare to tell us the story using for the four words. Um, okay. Let me tell my story real quick. Um, so, um, so I am going to this guy. He um, was the owner of a lot of performance enhancing drugs. And he was selling them all and doing a really, really, really great job. Uh, being a seller of performance enhancing drugs until this one guy came back and he lost the um the the bodybuilding competition he came back and he literally looked like a twig as in like i, I don't mean like a skinny body i mean like rough skin like like covered in, in bark okay and he comes back and he's like you ruined my body and um, the owner of all the performance enhancing drugs is like hey um here's a proposal um take this drug <laughs> And everything will be fine. And the guy's like, oh, cool, sick, thanks, cool, sick. Um, except the the drug was actually just gasoline. And then the guy lit him on fire. And he lit him on fire because he was made of bark. And he died. Wow. That's so sad. Yeah, thank you. Damn. Tear jerker? You got, yes. you got tears? Jarvis, what's your story? Uh, <laughs> Wait, my what, story what was the fourth word? What enhance. are the words? Install. No. Enhance, you mean? No, yes. what are all the words? Oh my god, you're ruin such a baby, Sebastian. Re- proposal, ruin, enhance. What was the last one? Owner. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> god, you're such a baby. Jarvis, what's your story? So my story next week, uh, to enhance my mental health, mm-hmm. I decided to install hearing aids into my head. Mm-hmm. Except they did the exact opposite. Okay. Um, so I am the first owner of uh, anti-hearing aids. <laughs> um, and I just drown out everything. Uh, if, if something is happening in, I in class, I drown headphones. that shit out. Yeah, uh, probably. But, 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 but these are installed in my brain. So you mean they're enhanced instead in of brain. like... Well, see, in, 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 instead of canceling sound, uh-huh. it just takes a tiny, a tiny little needle and pokes it through my uh, hearing uh, vortex, so it ruins <laughs> my, my my hearing, hearing on vortex. that side. No, yeah. I I hope we all have hearing <laughs> vortexes. I fucking love that. Yeah, healing vortex. Yeah. So my proposal is um, sharks uh, five. Hundred thousand dollars for twenty percent of my company. <laughs> Sebastian, what's your story? Oh, I don't know how I'm gonna talk. You have fifteen that seconds. One. Uh, okay. Well, my story is Ten. about how I tried to propose to my beautiful girlfriend, and then the dog's owner just showed up and took him back Ooh, and wait, absolutely wait. ruined it. And wait. then I had to go. And uh, do a lot of exercising for months uh-huh. to enhance my physical performance right. so mm. that I could go um, and ransack the house and take the dog back to be my beautiful bride. Okay, so so I just, wow. so just just so bestiality. You're you're marrying your girlfriend, who is my a dog, beautiful girlfriend. Yes, who is a male dog. Yeah. Because <laughs> you said he, you said you um, you're the, really not being very PC you're, right you're now. You're right. You're right. I'm, um, I'm not doing the right thing we at all. Cancel you. I'm right gender now. fluid. You know what? So yeah, it would be <laughs> gender fluid. Are you, are you still talking about cum again? Uh, what? No. <laughs> no one mentioned cum but you. 
Someone mentioned gender fluid. Someone, I just... someone has some cum on the brain. It's... Cum on the brain. I hate. I don't like it. I'm not including any of this. That was bad. No, no, I'm gonna. You no, guys that's just. A king. Just stop. Bad. Terrible. Not funny. Hit stop now. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> what a way to end it. <laughs> the most, the most unpostable episode. <laughs>